The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fretz. What's going on, peeps, and welcome to episode 34 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Nitro Boost. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. This podcast is available on Russell Attic Radio, The Cure, for the Common Wrestling Podcast, across all common listening platforms. And today, the battle lines have been drawn. The invasion is here. The main event of Monday Night Raw is WCW Nitro. So, happy Canada Day. Happy 4th of July. Sit back, grab a cold one, watch the ball game, go Jays, go. And also, listen to this historic episode of Fretzelmania. A couple of little tidbits I'm going to go over here, non-wrestling related, of course. Uh, just today, what is the the 27th of June, Sunday. The Toronto Blue Jays demolished the Baltimore Orioles. So let's go, Blue Jays. Let's uh, keep that winning streak going and give Toronto something to be proud of because, my goodness, it's been a rough little while. Yeah, the Raptors won the NBA championship a couple of years ago. That was all well and good. But the Raptors didn't even make the playoffs this year. So let's let's go. And on to... Uh, a little bit of hockey. It is the end of June, which is strange to see hockey still on TV. The Stanley Cup would normally have been awarded by now. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are in the Stanley Cup final for the second year in a row, this time going up against the Montreal Canadiens, the quote-unquote rival of my Toronto Maple Leafs. And despite the fact that they're my quote rival, I'm cheering for the Habs because they are a Canadian team, and a team from Canada has not won the Stanley Cup since 1993. And, oh, lo and behold, it was Montreal. That is also the last time they were in the Stanley Cup final, which is kind of ironic. It's like rain. Nope, I am not using that bit again. Alanis is retired. And it's going to be July by the time you hear this. Happy 4th of July. Happy Canada Day whatever country that you're in that you're listening to this. I hope you're having a great holiday weekend. You're having fun and you're, yeah, you're having a good time. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is getting an HD remake for the Switch this month. It's a game I had on the Wii. I never completed it. I got right near the end and I just, uh, I couldn't deal with the motion controls anymore, especially with what I was going to be going up against. Anyone's listening to this, that's a, as a Zelda fan, Mance, this might be for you, Kay. I'm not sure anyone else, but I was about to face the Imprisoned for the third time, and I just didn't want any part of it. I beat all the dungeons. I got most of the side quests done. I just didn't get to that because, man, I I hated the Imprisoned battles so, so much, especially with motion controls. The Nintendo Switch, I'm going to be able to do this with a Pro Controller, so I'm just going to have to wait and see how that goes. I pre-ordered it months ago. so I'm looking forward to playing Skyward Sword when I'm not watching wrestling for the podcast or when I'm not, you know, hanging out with my family. It's July 2nd, 2001, and we are live from the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. The SmackDown just before this is recapping more events that are kicking off more parts of the invasion. 
Linda McMahon, in a way, kind of kicks everything off or maybe encourages the invasion, saying things like, you know, Vince bought WCW, hasn't done anything with it. Hey, why don't we have WCW superstars competing on Monday Night Raw? Are you afraid of a little competition? You know, Shane McMahon here being the owner of WCW, and nothing has happened from WCW side of things since WrestleMania, since the week before when McMahon brought his own competition and Shane McMahon fought WCW right out from under Vince's nose. They were holding off on some stuff because, well, I went over before the alleged WCW Big Bang in parentheses and everything fell through there. So I guess they were waiting on this or waiting to have a big summer storyline. It is Raw Nitro Night here. Nitro is going to be taking the main event slot in a WCW championship match between champion and U.S. champion Booker T defending against Buff Bagwell. Vince McMahon opens the show and right away, boo, asshole chance. July 22nd, which actually just last week, was going to be the pay-per-view Vengeance that has been moved to a later date, and it is now Invasion. It marks the, the date of the best night in sports entertainment, WCW versus the WWE. There won't be an invasion, but an annihilation of WCW. Now, comparing... WCW and WWE is like comparing Washington, D.C., our nation's cap, their na your nation's capital, America, to Washington State, which automatically gets mega heat. In D.C., important decisions in the free world are made, whereas Washington State, you have lousy weather and you grow a bunch of apples. John Ritland, Durbinator, if you are somehow hearing this, hit me up. Uh, what is Washington State? Is, is, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, hit me up. John, you can even hit me up in one of your uh, your Raw SmackDown AEW recap videos, and I'll, I'll get the message. Vince says that Booker has no integrity. Austin is a man's man. And just putting over Austin as a threat and as a WWE champion, fearing Booker T, saying that he guarantees the victory by the WWE. And Kurt Angle comes out here, speaking of the three eyes. Kurt says to Vince that your words are so moving. I wish everyone had a boss like you. Booker also acts lacks the other three eyes being uh, intelligence and intensity. He blames Austin for WCW's attack on Vince on SmackDown. Steve Austin comes out to, inter to interrupt this. Angle says that he's healed and Booker T will never attack you or Vince again. You see a little bit of awkward tension between Angle and Austin. And then it's like, you know, Austin's saying that we don't want you. We don't need you. Austin and Vince is a team, and you're a complete jackass. 
No, I'm a hero. Jackass hero. Jackass hero. Jack Shut up! It's like, you two should just beat the hell out of each other right now. How about that? Uh, okay. Shane McMahon interfere, uh, interrupts. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money! We have an Olympic gold medalist and a WWE champion competing for hugs? Is this raw? Or an episode of Sesame Street? By the way, Fretzelmania is brought to you by the letter F and the number 69. Nice. And then Shane says, hey, WCW is brought to you by the letter I. And that is for Invasion. I'll take my best five versus your best five and what I'm calling the inaugural brawl at Invasion. Tonight, though, our main event is the WCW title Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. And Vince, I know you want to do something here, but just know that mom is watching and she's watching with her attorneys. You know, the divorce proceedings for Vince and the McMahon are still going. A sign in the crowd says Raw is WCW. Backstage, the APA are looking for a mole. And this is where I'm going to shout out... Uh, a name that I've shouted out on this podcast before, and that is my my buddy Wakely, one of my best buds in high school, who he hated wrestling. He never watched it, but one night we were just chilling at my place. I think we were playing some Nintendo or some emulators on, on my computer, and I had Raw on in the background. He was just like, ah, you know, F it. I'm just going to sit here and watch it for a bit, because when they were looking for a mole, he's just like, hmm. Okay, uh, I'll come back to that. I I'm intrigued. Uh, Taker versus Albert for the Intercontinental title. Yo, you dealing with a new champion. Apron bump. On SmackDown before this, DDP costs interference on Kane. Hits a diamond cutter. I think a chair shot in there. And Albert hits the Volvo bomb and wins the Intercontinental title. Albert's only tag team I mean, God, singles championship in the WWE. I think this is it's his only championship overall in the WWE. I might be wrong, but yeah, let's see. He had Albert. Let's see. Then he was a train Then he was Lord Tensai. He didn't win anything as Tensai. Yeah, this is his only gold in the WWE, which is a damn shame because Albert, even looking back at this, is one of the most underrated big man wrestlers ever look at his new japan tag team championship run with uh, i think it was tyson tomko as albert was known in known as in japan giant bernard i think he was also tag team champions with someone else i can't quite put my finger on it taker hits the choke slam he goes for the last ride but DDP interferes here with a chair shot and a diamond cutter for the disqualification. And Diamond Dallas Page sees Sarah, who accompanied Taker to the ring, who has been accompanying Taker to matches as of late and would become somewhat of a character on the show, well, thanks to the stalking videos of DDP. So Sarah is kind of egging on DDP to, you know, come get some or whatever, not being scared of him at all. The man who just voyeured 
his way into your home, spied on you when you were doing makeup, when you were in the pool, when you're changing or some stuff, and you're egging him on. Oh, that's okay. My uh, my brother-in-law, Kane, is going to come here and uh, beat you down. Brothers of Destruction here just annihilate DDP, getting a measure of revenge. Backstage, Tori Wilson meets the Fink. Ah, uh, God rest Howard Finkel's soul. Just an absolute gem. He introduces himself, uh, shaking her hand for a little too long, hanging on too long, like, oh, Oh, hi, Tori. I was the first employee in the WWE. And then continuing to shake her hand and she's getting more and more uncomfortable. Now I know, um, uh, yeah, how. How every female I meet feels because I am hella awkward. At least I'm willing to admit it. I'm trying <laughs> to get better at that. And he gives directions to Vince McMahon's office while still shaking her hand. And finally, she breaks free from the Fink's grasp. Molly Holly versus Crash Holly in a fighting cousins on a pole match. Jackie and Molly had a match on SmackDown. I think that might have been also a mixed tag. Uh, it was like Jackie and Crash versus Molly and Spike. Uh, Jackie and Crash lose. And there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Crash shoves ja Jacqueline. By the way, don't do that. Jacqueline is one of the toughest ladies in the history of pro wrestling. And in the match here, Crash shoves Molly. Get a little bit of heel heat here. Uh, Jackie on the outside trips Molly. Crash goes for a suplex here. And this is when a big old schmoz breaks out. So Jackie sets Molly... Onto the turnbuckle, thinking we're going to allow Crash to hit like a superhero Karana or something. But swerve, bro. She hot shots Crash Holly, allowing Molly Holly to hit the Molly go round. And Molly wins the intergender fighting cousins match. Afterwards, just for, for a good measure here, Jacqueline hits the Tornado DDT on Crash while talking some trash crash trash backstage vince austin and angle are having a little chat here they're starting to get along well kind of not really tori wilson is in here and wanting to get a contract with the wwe to have a a conversation with vince mcmahon you have austin give him one last hug and you see the tension continue to build between Angle and Austin. And by tension, I also mean comedy because I believe the SmackDown after this is when Kurt Angle breaks out the tiny cowboy hat that Deborah and Steve gift to him. You know, Austin and McMahon get nice hats. They get like Stetson's gorgeous cowboy hats. And then Angle gets the one that they found at like the kitty. Uh, the toy store at the airport or something. It was even in the, uh, the the Stone Cold What DVD. It's like, oh, look, there's that little hat. We got to get that for Kurt. Kurt breaks that out and's like, hey, yippee Kaye. It's just, just a absolute dork. We see a recap from SmackDown where the WCW Tag Team Champions Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo beat down the Hardy Boys before getting chased 
by the by the by the roster. Christian is adoring the not Stanley Cup here, imagining what if he won the King of the Ring, you know, or what if it was him and Edge in the finals, blah, blah, blah. We're starting to plant little tiny mustard seeds here, saying that, hey, you have the King of the Ring. Well, I want to win the light heavyweight title. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to get changed. Edge is like, yeah, I'll be in your corner. And you see Christian leave. And then he goes back. Oh, I'm going to get this trophy polished as well. Just, he loves that trophy. He he loves it a little much. Uh, William Regal is in his office having a pep talk with Tajiri. With Tajiri's match against Scotty Tuhati, who is returning later in the night. Hello, motorcycle. That just barreled past my house. And Regal's like, make sure you don't get caught in the worm. You know he's going for the worm when he comes behind you, does the face crusher, and then you see him mimic the worm. And Regal's facials, just absolutely hilarious. Perfect here. Uh, Dudley Boys come into the office and says, why are we facing Chris Jericho in a handicap match? We're the tag team champions. And Regal's reasoning for this is because of WCW. Because, you know, I was afraid that he was going to defect WCW if you won the title at King of the Ring, blah, blah, blah. And says, if Churchill sent out the troops, you know, the whole fight them on the beaches thing, and talks about loyalty and more quotes by Winston Churchill and the troops and fighting them. Yeah, going on and on here about all that. The APA run into Hardcore Holly. And, you know, Bob saying, you know, it's not me. I'm not the mole. What you got to do is you think about who wasn't there. And we go on from there to Tori and Vince having a meeting near the showers. Okay, this, this is awkward. Tori saying that I'd do anything to be a WWE superstar. Vince saying, you know, how bad do you want to be in WWE? Austin finds out where they are, and he wants to see where Vince's head at because there is an invasion afoot. And what is also afoot is a commercial break. So when I come back, Tajiri faces Scotty Too Hotty. The Dudley Boys go up against Chris Jericho in a handicap match and WCW Nitro main events. WWE Raw. Stay tuned, peeps. <laughs> You're in for a bumpy one. My name's the Monday Night Delight, and my life has been pretty crazy. You see, I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10, and when I was 29, I started a wrestling show with my friend Mitchell called The Gift Podcast. You may have heard of it. It was great, but Mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater, so he left the show when they got married, and I still love him. Anyway, I did the show by myself for a while, but that got hard, so I joined up with Rant with Ant and went to WrestleMania, where I met the Kings of the Rings, and that was awesome. Eventually, though, Rant with Ant went away, but Ant left us with WrestleMania Radio. Hooray! But then things got crazy in my life, and I decided to stop doing The Gift Podcast. For four months, I didn't do a show except when Goldberg won the Universal title from The Fiend. I mean, what was that all about? I was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! Welcome back to Fretzelmania 34. Nitro Boost, and not only is Monday Night Raw brought to you by Stacker 2, PlayStation 2, and the JVC GigaTube, 
But this portion of the show is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, the cure for the common wrestling Patreon for five bucks a month. You get exclusive shows such as the 20 Bell Salute, my 20-year look back on wrestling and pop culture, King of the Ring was just released this week, and you get to hear my true feelings about the Fast and the Furious franchise. You also get Tales of an Epic Nature with King Ricky Rosé, Willie T's Wrestle Wars, The Secret Files with Mr. YLP, 15% off of our merch on Spring. All the links are in the description below this podcast. June is almost over, and our Pride merch, as far as I know, at the time I'm recording this, it is still up there. Uh, You know, June is Pride Month. We get all the proceeds raised from our Wrestle Attic Radio Pride merch goes to the Trevor Project. You You know what they do. They're great. And onwards with the show here. Vince tries to find a new spot to have contract negotiations <coughs> banging Tori, and this time they're in a closet. Kurt Angle interrupts them after Tori starts sucking on Vince's neck and gets a death stare. And <laughs> Kurt Angle says, Hey, Tori, have you seen my gold medals? And then as they walk away, I think she kind of likes me. Jeez. <laughs> Test meets Booker T in a big-time foreshadowing moment here, saying, hey, did you, you're the mole, you're going to join WCW? He says, now, with all due respect, no, but hey, that could be me facing you for that title someday, so keep that in your hat. Dudley Boys versus Chris Jericho in a handicap match. We see a spot in the match where Bubba is on the on the turnbuckle, like he was going to li- deliver the Super power bomb, but Chris Jericho throws Devon into his crotch, goes for the walls of Jericho, but Bubba takes out the referee, and in amongst that chaos, Devon taps, but no one sees it. Well, the crowd sees it, but the ref doesn't, because the ref's down. Table A table gets involved here. Spike rolls in here, hits the acid drop on Bubba, who... Through the acid drop that Spike does, splashes Devon Dudley. Chris Jericho lands the lion salt and defeats the tag team champions in a handicap match. How much sense does this make? I don't know. It's the invasion where nothing makes sense. Vincent Torrey once again in another closet or we eventually get to hear a toilet flush. So they're macking it in the bathroom. While someone is dropping a deuce, that is freaking gross. And you see, oh, there they have a kiss, and Tori leans out. Hey, what's your cologne? I'm sorry, is it a little strong? Flush. Out comes Saturn, and oh, sweet, good Lord and Almighty, it's Moppy. Moppy is here, folks. Saturday to Moppy, he just says, Duty. You're welcome. <sighs> okay. I used to say, Perry Saturn, you're welcome to my cousins when I was working with them at this point all the time. But holy 
shit in a cracker that doesn't age well. Speaking of what doesn't age well, Chris Benoit. <sighs> Ooh. It's his neck surgery, and the line that you hear now is one that's going to be replayed during every Don't Tray This at Home ad right up until he died. And that is, I ruptured a disc that fragmented into my spinal column. And they talk about Chris Ger uh, Benoit's uh, neck fusion surgery, the what they fused to his neck and all that. that it's very kind of similar to the one that I had on my entire spine. But yeah, uh, you know, Benoit came out of surgery. He had his surgery was three hours. He'll be back doing what he loves after rehab, which is about a year-ish after this he returns. Christian versus X-Pac for the light heavyweight championship. And it's a little bit of a full circle moment here. Nate, take a shot. Shout out to Nate, by the way. And... Christian is a former light heavyweight champion in his own right, winning it in his WWE debut at uh, 1998. Is it in your, in your house? I think it was called Judgment Day. It was the one that was in October 98, where Stone Cold was the special guest referee against The Undertaker and Kane for the WWE title, and he got fired, leading to the infamous... Stone Cold abducts Vince McMahon and is about to pull a gun on him in the middle of the ring, but it's a fake gun that says Bang 316. Austin 316 says, I just pissed my pants. Yeah, it was that one. Whew, man, I'm old. And we see the creepy little bastard here just loving this trophy a little bit too much. X-Pac sucks chance and X-Pac is just basking in the glory of his heel heat. Just Incredible tries for a distraction, but Edge knocks him off the apron. And while Edge is still standing on said apron, X-Pac is knocked into Edge. Just Incredible tries to interfere with the light heavyweight championship. Edge hits him. Edge drops the title. X-Pac nails Christian with the light heavyweight championship and still light heavyweight champion X-Pac. That was a schmoz. That was ridiculous. And I didn't get to hear Uncle Cracker, so... Negative five stars. Backstage, APA determined that test is the mole. And referee, I believe it was Chad Patton, runs into them backstage and says, hey, the last time I saw him, he was talking with Booker T. Oh, that son of a bitch. you got to be kidding me. WWF New York and I'm not booked tonight. It's Taz. He is just sitting there with a beer and some appetizers. And they recap. The time that Austin beat down Michael Cole a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. And Taz says, no, you apologize to Cole, blah, blah, blah. And Austin gets the mega heat by beating the crap out of Taz in New York at MSG. Rhino versus Test to determine the number one contender to Mike Austin's hardcore championship. And throughout this match here, the roster of Sunday Night Heat, Jacked, and Metal come out to get a closer look at their mole. We see S.A. Rios and Bill Buchanan, The Godfather, The APA, Crash Holly, Haku. Uh, S.A. Rios was still in the company in 2001. Wow. Uh, the Kai and Ty were also there. Indeed. A pump handle is denied and reversed. 
And we have a distraction spot here where Bradshaw yells at Test, hits a clothesline from hell from the apron, Rhino lands the gore, and the roster here beats down Test. Gee, Test, Test is the mole. Well, how about that? Matt Hardy and Lita versus The Big Show and Trish in a mixed tag match. We see recap of all the stupid shenanigans from last week. Go back to the show if you want to hear what that was. Lita goes for a Lita Karana on The Big Show. Are you kidding me? Matt Hardy drop kicks the knee, allowing Lita to, you know, privates fall on Big Show's face. What's that called? The Meteora, the Punani. I don't know what that freaking move is called uh double choke slam is denied and reversed into a double ddt from wwe's hottest couple twist of fate moonsault on trish stratus and team extreme wins big show yells in trish's face and jeff hardy comes out of nowhere to hit a missile drop kick on the big show the gentleman that he is vince mcmahon is looking to consummate the contract negotiation good lord vince you could have found a better word than that if you were trying to think i mean <clears throat> yeah tori's like oh i have an idea for a great uh, great spot where we can do this trust me it's a trap shane mcmahon wishes buff bagel good luck and he says hey i'll rely on skill because i'm buff i'm the stuff blah 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 apa are backstage in their bar with the with the roster of sunday night he celebrating the mole Sergeant Slaughter, shout out to Sergeant Slaughter, who I met and who follows me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to have to send this one to him. It wasn't test. He was with me at his post where he should have been. We were talking about the alley fight I had with Pat Patterson in 1981 at MSG. By the way, if you haven't seen that match, holy crap, is that good? Sergeant Slaughter had some bangers in his day. Then it's like, then who is it? And this is about the point in time where my buddy Wakely messaged me. He'd gone home. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I'll watch the rest of this because this stupid mole stuff has got me. And then he he messages me on, I'm dating myself here, folks, MSN Messenger. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, shout out to Wakely, man. Uh, I love you, dude. Hope you're doing well. I'm going to send this one to you. And... JR and Heyman sign off saying, yep, this is the part of the show where we leave. And they get up and leave. The lights go down. The WCW sign is here. It is time for Monday Nitro. WCW Monday Nitro is live from the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington, July 2nd, 2000. Oh my gosh. It's just the main event. It's literally the red WCW logo. Matt's and everything here. It's the first time we've seen anything from WCW since July 26, 2001, since the simulcast, since the WCW was brought by Shane McMahon. And we see Scott Hudson and Arn Anderson are going to be doing color commentary here. Holy crap, that is a big, big nope. They are accompanied to the ring by Stacy Keebler. We don't hear the awesome Monday Nitro theme that you're hearing here. Uh, you know, this is the N64 version from WCW Revenge, one of the best games of all time. I'm gonna have to break out my 64 and, uh, and play this, by the way. It's awesome. We hear a bootleg Sable theme uh, 
bringing Stacy, Arn, and Scott to the ring. Nick Patrick is the referee for this match. Stacy Keebler announces them both to the ring, and then uh, things start to fall apart already. William Regal, who is the commissioner of the WWE, by the way, is on a WCW show. Now, William Regal is a former WCW star in his own right, a former multi-time tag team champion with the likes of Bobby Eaton, I believe with Dave Taylor, with... Did he win the titles with Triple H? No, he did not. A former multi-time television champion. So, William Regal is no stranger to WCW. But he is here as the commissioner of WWE to kick the owner of WCW out of the WCW title match. Uh, okay, oh, okay. And Shane's like, that's okay. You know, unlike my dad, I don't need the spotlight. It's all about the WCW superstars. Ha! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. And Booker T and Buff Bagwell for the WCW title is now. It is back. And me, when I was a young lad, when I was a teenager, for some reason, I loved Buff Bagwell. Maybe it's because I loved the NWO. But there's something about Buff that, eh, you know, it, it stood out to me. He was the the cocky, he was, he was the cocky muscle guy. He's like, you know, I'm so good. Flex or... I'm buff, I'm the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. And me, being a delusional, fat, 14-year-old kid when I discovered Buff Bagwell and wanting to do all the poses and wanting to work out and blah, 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 and wanting to be a ladies' man, uh, <laughs> which I so wasn't and still am so not. It just, you know, made me chuckle. Uh, it gave me something to, I don't know, to <laughs> look to. I don't know. But right away, the crowd sad sandbags this. They turn on it right away. Buff lands a butterfly DDT. Commentary here is talking about the McMahons. And you're in WCW. Yes, I know. Shane McMahon is the kayfabe owner of WCW. Blah, 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 blah. Linda McMahon opened the door for WCW to be on WWE, which is ironic in its own right it's like right Atlantis no and right away here the crowd chants this match sucks boo and out comes Stone Cold and Kurt Angle to make this a no contest and backstage once again we see Tori and Vince they are in the laundry room and there's like oh have a big surprise here and Vince McMahon uh, is Taking off his no, Vince McMahon takes off his clothes, or no, no Tori Wilson starts unbuttoning Vince's shirt. Uh, Vince takes off his pants and says, like, "Yeah, close your eyes, Vince. I have a big surprise for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a big surprise for you too, Tori. It's his cock, but it's not. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta keep my eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed, Vince. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, Tori, come and get it. Opens his eyes." Sweet zombie Linda. His wife, soon to be ex-wife, Linda McMahon is here just given the stink eye and the uh the shaking the head, the uh the oh shit, uh my wife is looking at me like that and I did something wrong. 
I am so, so not married, nor will I ever be. But if by God's grace I get this blessing, I'm a very observant man. So I know not to take my pants off in front of another girl. Oh, my Lord. And then it's like, oh, it's not what it looks like, Linda. It's it's not what it looks like. And then while Vince McMahon is just shuffling with his pants still around his ankles, shuffling to a washing machine and Pratt falls, trips onto a whole bunch of stuff here. It's not what it looks like. And then WCW gets kicked out of the Tacoma Dome. Buff Bagwell, Steve Austin and Kurt Angle beat the crap out of Booker T. Then then Buff's like, yeah, way to go, guys. No, he gets kicked out, too. Gets the piss beaten out of him. And that is it for this ridiculous episode of Raw. And we're in the invasion now. We're right in smack dab into it. And it's silly. I mean, no one's going to be satisfied with not having that the big Turner contracts here. No NWO, no Goldberg, no Sting. No flair. Uh, I mean, you take what you can get here, but this is just silly. It's funny. It made me think of uh, that time, that one time I got my buddy Wakely to watch wrestling and Test, who grew up in the same town he did. He's just like, really, Test? Really? He's from here. No, <laughs> no. So what do I remember from this? Of course, the WCW wanting to have a little bit of WWE here because this is allegedly where we were going to get that roster split or at least eventually after this, we were going to get that roster split, not the one that we got the year after this. What did I forget? I forgot Tori was on this show, but once I saw her, I knew exactly how the show was going to end because I remember this like it was yesterday. It was, it was summertime. I was out of school. I was working with my dad and my uncle at the butcher shop. And the next day uh, is when I was talking to uh, my cousin Johnny, my cousin Rick. Shout out to those two guys. Johnny, love you, dude. Hope you're hearing this. I'll, I'll send it to you as well. And what would I change? I would draw out the mole storyline. I mean, you could have waited until Invasion to blow this off because, well, quite frankly, you didn't. The reason why Test joined the Alliance wasn't because he was the mole, at least I don't think he actually was, but it's because he was betrayed before he had a chance to explain himself. I don't know. I'm going to be going on the rest of this bumpy-ass ride to see where this is going to go. And, oh, man. I looked ahead to next week, and it's the birth of the Alliance. ECW is coming. Yay. Oh, man. But you know what? I'm loving this. I love going back in time to watching some of the stuff that I enjoyed, looking at it with a fresh coat of paint, looking at it with 2021 eyes, and I'm having fun so far. Mind you, if money was no object, I can tell you that I would involve all of the big contracts that NWO would be involved. Ric Flair would be involved. Goldberg would would be involved, and although Sting had no interest, I mean, it's my fantasy, so Sting would be here too. I mean, geez, Owen Hart would be alive in this fantasy, if I can be completely honest with you. 
So thanks very much for listening, folks. Be sure to listen to all of us on Wrestle Attic Radio, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Delight Show, the Young Lions Perspective, and of course myself, Fretzelmania. We keep wrestling real. Big time shoutouts here. Also go out to Game of Ant, the former Rant with Ant, Rant Foundation, Good Brother Ant doing his stuff on Twitch. Check check him out at twitch.tv slash Game of Ant. Every uh, Thursday night, he's doing his eFed with uh, simulating WWE 2K19. It's a fun amount of time. Wade, he's always in there. Whole bunch of whole bunch of us. I'm a character on that. I'm a I'm a manager for Samoa Joe. Uh, which, by the way, I have to do a promo for. Yeah, I do promos too. <laughs> it's fun. It's ridiculous. And yes, uh, the Ruthless Aggression podcast, who just released their episode on Backlash 2004. I got name dropped a lot on that show because it took place in Canada. Give a big shout out to the Apron Bump podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in to him throughout this month. And of course, aforementioned, the rest of us on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And happy whatever you're celebrating this weekend, folks. If it's Canada Day, if it's the 4th of July, if it's your birthday, if it's anything else, just have fun with it. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>